Hey, I'm Adi. And I'm Savannah, and we're the Politis. We are here talking about simplifying our life, growing and loving our family, and learning about the world. And today, Adi's talking about working at the airport. Yep. An airport. Not the airport. Before that, though, you just heard an ad maybe i think i think that if if it works out (laughs) um if it did though um this message will make sense this has been thought about for years Mm -hmm. should we have ads on or not Mm -hmm. for so long we said no because it bleeds under the the simplifying our life and keeping things simple and not really having, you know, ads and all, all that stuff on. But then recently I was like, I think we should. And the main reason is to just keep the lights on at our house, <laughs> um, figuratively speaking. But yeah, so, um, so that's why. And we don't have control over the ads they're just random i had an option to click before turning the ads on I had a, an option to click the uh for the pol- like uh, political ads if i wanted those on and i was like no mm-hmm. um so ads are just catered to just you the listener like what you do on your phone mm. so if you like this past week you've been like into mangoes and you've been like typing mangoes. mangoes you might get like an ad about mangoes or grocery shopping and stuff mm-hmm. um so that's how it works Interesting. so yeah, yeah so we have zero control over the the ads and this kind of like maybe the one time i'll mention ads um and they're gonna be turned on for going forward and yeah we obviously th- we reserve the right to remove them but we do in the future but for now we're going to have them. Yeah. So I'm going to slowly work my way through all of the other episodes, previous episodes, and turn those on um, slowly, but just starting now, going forward as of today's date. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have ads on. Uh, ideally, it's going to be like the beginning, middle, end, mm-hmm. and, and hopefully without any like kind of interruption with like our flow of the topic and stuff. Yeah. So I'll do my best with that. But, uh, that's it. That's enough, I think, uh, baseball talk. I just wanted to... You mean inside baseball? Inside baseball, sorry. Baseball talk. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have anything else regarding ads, but no? that's my piece about it. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, my last thing is that I'm not a big fan of ads. Like, I don't think anyone says, yay, ads. Uh, right. Yay, let me sit down through this commercial, uh, this, through this ad. Um, I always skip them. You know, mm-hmm. I I don't like them whenever I listen through, like, uh, whether it's on podcast or, I don't know, YouTube's in, YouTube channel uh, videos or whatever. Um, that's my take on it. Um, but again, the main why is to to help us with the Yeah, with and, I, and I think that when I'm watching other things or listening to other things, I obviously understand why they have ads. So even though it's like, like sponsors and stuff yeah and even though it's like sometimes it can be annoying it does make sense and i also 
you know, I know that sometimes it does work and there have been things that I've heard talked about, like more like with sponsorships, but you know, there are things I've heard, there have been things I've heard talked about, like sponsor sponsorships or ads and that I then like went out and, you know, sought it out. Yeah. Yeah. So it does work sometimes. It does sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's it. So, uh, that's enough inside baseball. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) so anyway, let's get down to not the nitty gritty yet, but, uh, the, I actually changed my mind about what I want to talk about. Oh, okay. Okay. So what are we talking about? Well, (laughs) before the main topic, um, we did a summer reading challenge. Yeah, we did. During June and July, mm-hmm. me, you, and Miguel, we all did uh, participated in our library's uh, summer reading challenge, and so it's it was a bingo card, and there were there was one for kids and adults, like anybody who could read. There was one option, and then there was one that was for pre readers, and so that was obviously the one that Miguel had, and yeah. <laughs> that one had different things so it was like reading a book to your child but it also had other things like clapping out the syllables in their name um talking about what you did today pointing out things that begin with one letter so it had other activities that kind of have to do with language also a lot of it was reading reading books to your child so yeah so for the reading challenge you are trying to get a bingo so read five books uh, or complete five of the squares um and then if you do like a blackout and do like all 25 squares, then um, you get entered twice into this drawing that they're doing. If you get, if you just do the bingo, like five squares, then you get entered once into the drawing. Mm-hmm. So um, for, especially for adults, the prize is not really that great. It's just a chance to win um, a gift card, but it's more about the challenge, which obviously that's what they're going for. It's more about like participating in a challenge that gets you reading mm-hmm, more. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we did that during June and July and we both actually completed, well, all three of us completed the challenge. Um, Miguel did, <laughs> for him, we actually did like the blackout. We did all 25 of the squares. Yeah. And then for us, we each actually read five books, which I was proud of us. Under, I am proud of us. Yeah. Under two months. Yeah. That's how long we had. So, um, I just want to review a few of the books that I read, depending on how long I go, I will maybe, um, talk about some more another day, or if you want to talk about some of yours another day or whatever. Oh, sure. Sure. Okay. I mean, we read 10 in total yeah. of us, uh, out of those 10, there was one that we read like the, the same book that we read. We did? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, That's right. so there's nine books to talk about. That's true. Yeah. And I don't know if we're going to talk about all nine, but we'll see. I kind of want to. I mean, I'm going to try to speed run through mine. Oh, you want to talk about them right now? Uh, all of them? I thought so, but uh, it, it depends on how long you take with just like one <laughs> view of one book. So Okay. No, I think maybe we could talk about all of them. Go ahead. Quick, quick tips. Okay. So the first book that I read was called A Mission for Meaning by Gabriel Conti. Yeah. And that I forgot about that one. Yeah. So that book is one that I got for Christmas last year. And it is a book that was written by a YouTuber that I watch actually. And it's kind of a book about like it was sort of autobiographical. It was kind of about his 
life story and also his family and just kind of him in a sense figuring out the meaning of life and if that sounds pretentious that is kind of how it started out where I was like oh wow this kind of kind of sounds like he's saying oh I've you know figured out how to have like a great life and you know everybody follow me yeah but as I kept going it got a lot more genuine and a lot more um like I really appreciated a lot of the things that he had to say um and I'd say one of the biggest things I took away from it was just um you know he talked a lot about just like having big dreams and really chasing after them, which I know that's, again, that's not like this revolutionary thing that nobody else has ever thought of, but just the way that he kind of um, talked about like goals that he has set for himself and really being intentional about things and going after the things that he cares about and wants to do. It was um, inspiring. Mm-hmm. So what was his mission for, what was it, for meaning? No, what was the meaning in life, I guess, right? Isn't that kind of the, <laughs> well, the that's question? Well, that's not exactly the question. Um, it's more about a mission for meaning. So it's about like him going on a mission to find meaning. So what? <laughs> but he didn't what did say, he find? I don't think that he ever said like, here's what the meaning of life is. But he, he does talk about... Um, he, I think, is friends with or has, like, worked with um, Jefferson Bethke, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he actually mentioned um, some things that I think kind of relate to Jefferson Bethke's idea of, like, family teams and um, having a family mission statement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about how he and his wife and um, now, like, with their baby daughter, that they have, like, um, mission statements at, like, different... Um, that they have like a mission statement as a family of different things that are important to them and what they value and what their purpose is as a family. Um, and yeah, so there's that, but besides that, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't really remember exactly what, Yeah. if you ever said like, okay, here's the meaning. Okay. You know? Gotcha. Well, um, let's wait, let's wait that book. One out of 10, one being the worst book ever. 10 being the best book ever. Okay, when you ask somebody to rate something, I've heard you say this many times, you don't say 1 out of 10. If you say 1 out of 10, that's the rating. 1 out of 10 is the rating. You have to say on a scale of 1 to 10. Oh. Or you could just say, like, rate this book 1 to 10. But if you say 1 out of 10, that's the rate. That's, that's true. a rating. Okay. <laughs> so. From a scale of 1 to 10. On a scale. On a scale. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate this book? 1 being the best, the worst, sorry, and then 10 being the best book. Um, I would give it a 6.5. Okay, go in decimals, okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> A solid D. Gotcha. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, it sounds negative, but yeah, 6.5. It was solid. Not bad, not bad. Yeah. That's good. That's gonna that's good uh a good I don't know why I'm thinking about donuts, but a good donut. It's not like a great, but it's a good donut. <laughs> donut, yeah. I don't know. Um Okay, so what was your first one? 
first book? Oh yeah, it was. What a book it was. Uh, it was the. <laughs> what book was it? It's a, a the Marie Kondo's. Oh yeah. Uh, one of the I think the first book. The life changing art of tidying up. Mm-hmm. Or so, life changing magic of tidying up. Something about magic and. I think it's the life changing magic of tidying up. Yeah, something about changing magic. Changing life, magic. Okay. Anyway, so uh, it's all about kind of the 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 why of why ti- why tidy in life and what's the definition of like I'm gonna you know tidy up my my house. What does that mean? Wait, can we and, time out for one second? What? I think this could be the whole episode. Oh really? Yeah. Oh sure then. What? How long have you been recording? Oh, thirteen minutes. Yeah. See. Alrighty. Well, my uh, should we redo the the intro? Uh, we, we and today can. we are talking about what? We can, but okay. And today we're talking about our summer reading challenge. Sorry, you were going to say something. I was just going to say, keep going. Oh, um, so tidy. Okay, so so it's about like, okay, what is tidying? Like, you know, people say, oh, I'm going to go tidy real quick. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's not what tidying means. Like, you mean like pick up stuff and put things away. Um, tidying so, means Okay, like, so she's saying that's not tidying. That's not tidying. Interesting. Tidying is to make the assumption that you have already like thrown away all the declutters. You have decluttered everything okay and you are just putting things back to on its place um and and so this is like assuming that you have like gone through the process of eliminating waste and getting rid of stuff okay and she goes through i think there's like five different um um five different um principles like, like themes of of items that she says this how you should first eliminate each topic of of items so she talks about um clothes okay books um what else um i know there's like mem like memorabilia stuff so like mm. you know letters all the stuff and miscellaneous and there's another one there um, so she says, like the first thing you should do is, um, the first thing items you should get rid of is clothes. That's like the easiest thing you can just find. Yeah. Um, just gather everything up and in a pile, one by one, hold it. So she talks about like the the magic of holding things mm-hmm. and the feel of it, and and so she does that with everything, all the books and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. At the end, she talks about the the memories and stuff of like certain things like yeah this might make you cry that's why it's the hardest it's the last one um and by then you might already kind of be in that zone of like yep let's you know get rid of stuff mm-hmm. so the book is like pretty solid like the, the all the chapters like maybe eight out of ten chapters you're like yeah this this makes sense mm-hmm. right and then down to the very last chapter mm-hmm. it gets crazy there's a plot twist there's a plot twist so <laughs> They essentially the for her the items come to life like Andy's toys. Andy's coming. Andy's toys are, come to life. Uh-huh. So she kind of believes that uh, each item is kind of like they have life, 
and oh, okay like like literally like your pet rock it like breathes air it's like okay kind of like that where um she imagine like we were just briefly watching Encanto again and like the house comes to life and stuff it's kind of yeah. like that where she says that like, you should talk to your items you should think mm. you should think your clothes that you're wearing you should when you come into the house think the house uh like get on your knees and have a moment so as soon as stuff like that she like kind of ties it hmm. into kind of this religious like a ritual thing of mm-hmm. like you know this is what i believe like yeah um there's this kind of energy in the house and like right. things have energy and all that stuff so so there's that plot twist of like like at the last chapter which makes sense after like she goes through all the stuff of like this what you know just my structure of decluttering stuff and tidying things up is and at the end she's like by the way i think this about items and so to me i'm like it left me with that very last thought of it of that Mm -hmm. book of like this is crazy so there's that like aftertaste i'm like this is crazy (laughs) because <laughs> I don't believe that, mm-hmm. but I kind of understand what she's going like getting at. Yeah. Um, so that's the book. Interesting. I want, and then my intention was to read the second book about like this: how you kind of go through the the nitty gritty of like tidying stuff. How do you fold clothes and all that stuff? But oh, it was just okay. too much tidying for me, so so I had to yeah. take a break from from her books. But yeah. um, I would give this like a uh ah. Uh, Despite the last chapter, I would give it a seven. Okay. Yeah. That's what I figured. Yeah. First I was thinking eight, and then I was like, oh, he's probably going to say seven. Yeah. So. Nice. Read at your own uh, risk. Your own risk. No, it was good. Would you it say just skip the last chapters, or do you think that they're worth reading? Uh, the last chapter, uh, I, I think, uh, I would read the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the last chapter, it's, you know, take what you want from it. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of like a lot of bone in the last chapter for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think people know what you mean when you say that? Oh, you know, <laughs> uh, eat, uh, eat the meat, chew out the bones, type of thing. So <laughs> take what you want. Shouldn't it leave be the spit rest. out the bones? Well, spit out the bones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What's your other book? What was my second book? I don't know. Um. Um. Oh yeah, the Anthropocene reviewed. Oh, yeah. That was the second one. Yeah. Okay. So, my second book was by John Green, friend of the show. (laughs) I'm just kidding, just because I've I've talked about him before. Um, And it's his newest book, which is called The Anthropocene Reviewed. Yeah, which I had no idea what that meant. Um, Let me just start by saying I loved this book. I And this, I think, is... 10 out of 10? (laughs) Oh. I think this is telling that I borrowed this book from the library and I want to now go and buy it to like have a copy of it. Is it the word borrow, rent out? Borrowed. A borrowed? Okay, yeah. I guess I guess so. What what do you say? Uh I checked out a book. Yeah, that works too. But I borrowed it. I don't I wouldn't put it as borrow. That's a common oh, thing to say. I, I borrowed mean, this from the library. I've never heard that. Uh, it's obviously checked out. You could out. say checked out, borrowed, or rented. Rented? I mean, rent is kind of weird to say. Yeah, borrowed is weird, too. No, I don't think so. That's... I don't think there's any, there, I don't think there should be an uh, alternative to checked out. No, borrowed is fine. 
Borrow, it's like, obviously, yeah, I'll be bringing red back type of thing. <laughs> yeah. But. You're borrowing it from the library. I honestly think that. So the, if you don't return it, if you like lost it, so you stole it? Um, Technically, yeah, you have to pay for it. That's true. So I'm pretty sure that the library itself might use that terminology. Hmm. Maybe. Anyway. Okay. So back to what I was saying. I borrowed it or checked it out from the library and now thank I want you, to buy you. it. Yeah. Um, you really do? Wow. Shh. I, I, I what? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> the Anthropocene Reviewed is um, a book where it's actually a series of short like essays kind of, but I don't let that deter you if that sounds unappealing because that doesn't sound appealing to me. But each chapter, he's reviewing something about the Anthropocene, which is, I hope I explain this correctly. I believe that the Anthropocene refers to the period of history in which humans exist. So, obviously, the period in history that we're living now. Um, I think that's what that word refers to, but... Basically, another way that you could put it is, like, the human experience reviewed. Um, so, from, like, when the first human came, walked on Earth. Basically. To now. Yeah. Okay. So, I, th- I think so. But, anyway, basi- you don't even, you don't need to necessarily know what that means to appreciate the book at all. Um, each chapter, he chooses something about humanity about the human experience and he reviews it he gives it a rating as if it, he's on yelp mm. so he the title the chapter title is the thing so one of the things that he reviewed was mario kart and so he talks all about the thing in a lot more detail than you would expect and sometimes he brings in personal experiences sometimes he brings in um, historical information um but it's very like captivating the way that he does it. And then at the end, he gives it a star rating. So like at the end, he'll say, you know, like all things considered, I give Mario Kart four stars or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the whole book. All these different things that he's just rating and um, these like beautifully written essays about them. And there's certain threads that you'll see kind of throughout the book that like, flow throughout all the chapters and it is just it's a beautiful book yeah it's so good it was so moving it was so inspiring it was realistic but hopeful um but a little pessimistic at times and he just talked about you know love and life and the difficulties that people go through and just how mm-hmm. painful life can be and it was so good so so good nice uh yeah you told me about the one that's uh the chapter called like searching googling rent, strangers, googling stranger, yeah, strangers. Mm-hmm. and uh it was really great yeah yeah based on what you told me yeah heartbreaking and yet so good yeah a little roller coaster mm-hmm. so um i imagine that uh, the rest of the book was was similar to that, mm-hmm. where it tells a story, personal story, and has some like good, 
good endings and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's cool. And you didn't, you left out that you checked this out because I encouraged you to get it because there was an upcoming uh, <laughs> uh, uh, book club. But I didn't end up going to it. But you didn't finish it in time, and also you kind of were chicken to go. Yeah. So did you didn't did you not read it like on time on purpose? Maybe. I didn't have very much time to read it. So. No, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it was like days. Like okay, you checked it out one, you know, because yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, my second book. Wait, I didn't give it a rating. Oh, sorry. Ironically, um, I would say I would give it. Nine out of ten. Wow. What's a ten out of ten for you? The Bible? Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> I don't know. It's just a little snarky. <laughs> um, <laughs> just let me give it a nine out of ten. Okay, fine. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, okay, fine. My second book mm-hmm. is... Honestly, I'm bad with it. the last book. I forgot the name of it, of the title of the the book. This one also kind of forgot about it. <laughs> it's so funny because it's the, the smallest book I read. Well, uh, kind of second smallest book I read. Okay. Um, and it's called like something about like every day. Do you know the name of it? Oh, 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 the. It's by um, I believe the author's name is oh, uh, Fe- Frederick. Uh, Friedman? Frederick? 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 Frederick. 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 Yeah, exactly. You're not saying it right. Frederick. No, Fred. Fred Drick. Yeah. Fred Drick. Friedman, I think. I anyway. Think, I, I think uh, he's the guy the that... The title... Oh, my gosh. Oh, go ahead. The title is a full sentence. It's... I think it's The Way Home gets longer every day something like oh, that oh yeah something yes, like that yes and so um he's the author that wrote uh, a man called Ove. Ove. and there's a movie called a man called Otto. and in and um based on what i read about him you know from like the first like the when you open the book right there's like a, about the author um he i think his books are kind of within the theme of like life and death mm-hmm. right so this is um fits in that description and it's a short book it's about uh, a grandpa and a grandson and then a grandpa and a, a son um and for the most part is the grandpa and the and the grandson and uh it's it's about him getting older and it just takes it takes place in like one day and um this um um fiction by the way and he uh he's he's like slowly forgetting who he is for losing his memory and stuff and he's telling the grandson like hey like um it's kind of hard to explain but like i'm going to forget things mm-hmm. the grandson's like hey don't worry about it um like i'm going to help you remember every day about grandma about the days that you had the good times we did the you know the stuff and um and then it pans out to like 
him, the grandpa with the the son, similar thing, discussions there, and some stuff happens, like, in his mind, and slowly, like, each kind of, there's not really chapters, each kind of section, mm-hmm. um, as you get closer to the end, like, I think his memories, like, um, fading, fading, and also, so is, like, the area that they're at they're kind of like at a mm. kind of like a little uh square where there's like a boat out there and things are fading away and so um it was a, it was a very sweet uh book um and yeah it was you know sad and um and i'm all about like um reading about like life and death and kind of like i don't know i think that it's very fascinating like i'm very fascinated with like the older generation, like the grandpa generation where like they've lived so long and like they have all this like stories and memories about life that Mm -hmm. I'm genuinely like interested in in hearing about. So um, I wanted to kind of get that taste of from the grandpa and this story of like, that's what I learned, you know, in life. And yeah, let me pass it on to you, uh, to the grandson. And so, um, yeah, it was very sweet. Um, I recommend it to people that are like, in the healing process of, you know, their grieving time. Um, or if you just want to have a light reading, you can finish it in a day. It like might take an hour or so. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was pretty short. Wow. Yeah. That sounded really good. It sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's similar again, similar to that, the movie, like a man called Lotto and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So what would you give it? Um, oof. uh, I would give it a, I think maybe a maybe a seven seven and a half maybe let's stay with a seven and a half. Okay. Yeah, I nice. checked out another book of his. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's about. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, it's a new book. You haven't read it yet. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my next one was "Where the Crawdads Sing." Yeah. And I've been wanting to read this for a while. You got that book for me for Mother's Day. Mother's Day last year. Yeah. Twenty twenty two. Took you long enough. Um so I I don't know, should I give a spoiler free version or It's been out for I think a while, no. The yeah. book. Yeah. Yeah. And the movie. And the movie? Okay, so this is gonna be a spoiler version. Yeah. So spoilers ahead. Um What about she you dies? though? Oh, I don't care. You don't care? I, I want to watch the movie. Okay, well, I won't give away, like, the biggest thing, I guess. She dies. <gasps> she dies. I, I'm not saying anything. Um, she dies at the end. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this book was very interesting. Um, I felt like the... It took a long time to kind of get going. I felt like the author spent a little too much time for my liking um kind of setting up who this character is um it was set up in a compelling way it wasn't boring it just kind of after a while it was just sort of dragging and i was like okay Mm. where's the action (laughs) like Mm. where's the plot um, where's the violence? <laughs> no, not where's the violence. That came right away, actually. <laughs> what? Um, well, basically, uh, yeah. the story is it's the one premise. of those books that follows two different timelines. Um, like, it jumps back and forth in, in, in the story. And so it starts off with um, this guy, Chase, 
Um, he is found dead and wait, he's awake. So it starts with um, the death of this guy named Chase, and um, it seems like maybe it wasn't an accident, and his death occurs near the swamp. And mm. there's this girl who the, everybody in the town refers to as the swamp girl um, because her family basically lived out kind of in the swamp area, and um, they were kind of like outcasts from the people in the town. So she's like Shrek. Yeah, <laughs> Shrek the the book. So wait, where everyone misunderstands Shrek? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Swamp Girl has layers. Um. So. <laughs> Sorry, I saw this meme about Shrek. Okay, this is babe. I'm not sure if this is real, but you know how like the cover of like. DVDs or whatever, mm-hmm. they have like from the producers that brought you, yeah. whatever. It said from the produ- it was a picture of like this like donkey that kind of looks like Doggy from Shrek, right? Yeah. In the cover, and then it said on top said from the producers who saw Shrek. <laughs> what? Oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, there's no way that's real, but that's hilarious. But yeah. Um. Anyway, so um, basically, she becomes one of the suspects or like the prime suspect in his murder. Mm -hmm. And so then the story just kind of jumps back and forth between, um, the investigation about his death and then like her life growing up and then how she knew chase and then other elements of her story. And so, like I said, it was kind of dragging at the beginning, but once it really got going, I was invested, and I thought it was a really good story, very gripping, and, um, you know, I couldn't wait to find out what happened next. Um, I will say the ending was not 100% what I would have wanted, but Mm. that's hard. Endings are hard. Yeah. Um, It was good. It was a good ending, but it wasn't... I was a little surprised, and it wasn't exactly what I would have wanted. It left me a little bit like, ooh. (gasps) I want to see it now. Yeah. I want to see the movie. I'm excited. I haven't seen the movie yet, so we're going to watch yeah, it soon. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. So, overall, I think I would give Where the Crawdads Sing. Um, I think I would give it a seven and a half. Dang. And it um, is definitely what I would consider a PG-13 book. It's not. A, oh, okay. It's a little spicy. Gotcha. What do you keep the book? Yeah, I think I would keep the book. I think it's worth owning. Okay, cool. That's a good cool, question. Cool. My third book is... So there was a long uh, time between the first book and then the second book that I read. And I almost gave up. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you almost gave up after the first book? Yeah, I was like, I'm not sure. There's no way. So <laughs> it was the month of June, right? So we had June and July, the whole two months yeah. to do this uh, pro, uh, challenge. Challenge. And so I thought, okay, I want to finish the second book before the end of June. Yeah. J- July goes, and I haven't started the second book. So Oof. that's why I started. That's why I picked up the second book, the like super small book, right? A <laughs> uh, short book. And um, so. 
So now I'm like, I have three books to go now. And mm-hmm. it's like the second week of July. So maybe I think maybe the third week of July. I was like, oh boy. So I decided, you know what? We had a trip to San Jose, I think for a wedding, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we um, we decided, okay, we're going to download a audiobook. And that doesn't go as planned. No. So we don't listen to an audiobook. No. Uh, that would have been perfect, too. Like, we could have <laughs> just listened to one and, yep. you know. But um, so I was like, dang it. What do I do now? So I was like, I'm still going to do an audiobook. And I find one on YouTube. And it is The Art of War. I The reason why I chose this be- was because... It was like a three-hour lesson compared to other books that were like six hours, eight hours, eight hours, right? Yeah, which I'm very surprised. I really thought The Art of War was a long book. So did I, but I I don't know. Maybe you didn't listen to the whole thing. I you, Listen, I tapped in Art of War audiobook, and so many of them were about like three hours long. Oh, So okay. I'm like, okay, hmm. all right, here we go. Um and it's a like a famous book, yeah. right? It's a super old school, old book, and everyone's like raving about it, right? And uh, I read it. Well, I, I guess like I said, I read it, right? I listened to it, and I don't get it. <laughs> like I don't get the hype. Okay. Like, so I thought. Okay. So before reading the book, I was like, I was like, oh, so there's gonna be like a book about war how to prepare for a war how to fight in a war how to win a war and that's going to somehow relate to how to do life okay how to that's a good assumption yeah win at life mm-hmm. and how to take those metaphors of war and take it to and apply it in your day-by-day life okay i was wrong it's okay. all about tactical uh like uh, maneuvers methods of how to win a war okay a battle a war and i don't get the whole hype behind all this like interesting maybe like this is for uh soldiers and uh for people that are gonna fight or something or if you're gonna play like battleship or something like <laughs> or risk like this might be for people who are going to to like war actual war or okay. like gonna play in a i don't know like a war uh, escape room type of thing like there has i don't i don't get it though besides that i'm like interesting it's all about it's really good it's like if you oh it's really good it's really good for like for what it is for what it is okay um and it, it talks about like if you do this then this will happen if you think this then this will happen don't ever um Fight in this way because you will die. Don't ever do that. You should do this. If your uh, men are weak or whatever, it's because of that. And so stuff like that, I'm like, okay, I can kind of apply that. Like, you know, because I thought about like, I can also apply this in like, like in a, uh, put this in like this disciplinary like um, way, like in my like ministry or something like that where like oh i can apply this to my to my members and stuff you know but well do you think that's, that that's why people like it because like it can be applied to life but maybe like 20 percent of it can Uh-oh. be applicable to to those uh scenarios okay but the rat it, it's, it's all about actually like fighting right and so interesting 
either I missed the mark here <laughs> um, or you could apply everything to your day-by-day life somehow. Uh, like, I, I don't get it. I need someone to, like, tell me, like, this is how you could apply it. But um, for what it is, is is very good. It's boring because it, it's just, like, all these factual stuff and, like, I can't apply that. I can't like really listen to that and like absorb it, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. apply it. I'm just like, okay, this is just, <laughs> it's just like, it's like reading a history book. <laughs> yeah. So it's That's like reading like a general's um, journal. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, we need to like find out why it was written, who wrote it and like what their story was. <sighs> Yeah, so I'm going to be fair. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's you being fair? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, my fourth book, um, A Curveball. It was called Unhoneymooners. Yeah. And... It's going to be a Netflix TV show or a movie. It seems it's going like... To be. It definitely seems like it it's would be a Netflix be. movie. Like, it's, there, I don't think there's any word or news about it, but I, I could see this being a oh, Netflix totally. movie. And I want to watch it. Okay, yeah. So, obviously, you can tell. I already told Adi about it. Um, Un- Unhoneymooners is... It's chiclet. It is a mm-hmm. chick flick in a book. Um, yeah. And the thing that drew me to it... Mm-hmm. was that it is it has the plot to a movie a type of a whole genre of chick flicks that i um am a complete sucker for i think the 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 author was like well i'm gonna write this book so i could go straight to like yeah the netflix show or movie so it is the classic tale of a guy and a girl have to for some crazy reason um pretend that they are a couple yeah and they don't like each other they find each other so annoying and for whatever reason they have to pretend to be a couple and then they end up falling in love and i can't tell you how many movies i've seen with that plot but i can't get enough of it yeah it is my favorite formula for it's a, like a it's like a hallmark it's similar yeah. to that with the the formula it's like it's not like a great plot, like an amazing plot, but it's like it works. It's like here it is. It's gonna be interesting. It's you kind of you know what's gonna happen. Yes, you know what to but, expect. <laughs> you know what you're getting into. It's part of the journey. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of want to watch this. I want to see this happen. Yeah. So it uh, it's about this girl who her twin sister is getting married, and um, the brother of the groom. He's the best man, and she can't stand him. Um, they can't stand each other. He's so annoying. He's the worst. Mm-hmm. And um, the wedding ends up... Um, or no, the wedding doesn't get called off. They get married, but then um, the bride and groom are not able to go on their honeymoon. It's non-refundable. Um, and it, it had to be like under their last names. And so the only two people who could take this trip that's <laughs> already been paid for is... The bride's sister and the groom's brother. Mm-hmm. So they go on this all-inclusive honeymoon together, even though mm-hmm. they hate each other. And can you believe that they fall in love? Yeah. Um. So here's the thing, though. Uh, first of all, I will say that also this book was a little spicy. 
Yeah. Little uh, PG-13. It was exactly what I thought it would be until it wasn't. And I'm just going to say that at the end, the last maybe quarter of the book, it got a little meatier, a little deeper. It was a little more substantial than I was expecting. And so I really appreciated that. that. good thing? Yeah, there was okay. more to it than the kind of fluffy story that I thought I was in for. And gotcha. I, I was there for it. I thought it was really good. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, oh, so I would give it... Um, <laughs> I mean, even though I just was like raving over it, it is still... <laughs> a very silly story. Yeah. Um, so overall, I think I would give it a solid... I would give it a seven. Wow, okay. Good. Okay, you, you've stayed in the six, seven. <laughs> well, I, get, I gave the Anthropocene Review at a nine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Forgot about that one. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, my fourth book is another audiobook. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not sure if you might be annoyed people listening like that I'm talking about when I talk about the audiobooks that I've read them. We talked about this off the podcast <laughs> and I think it's okay to say you read it. it I don't know. It's kind of cheating. <laughs> you didn't really read it, but you listened to it. But when you obviously refer to a book, you say you read it. So Okay. Here's what I think. Here's my take on that i think it's completely fine if in like um if somebody's like in very casual conversation if somebody brings up a book brings up the art of war and they say like oh have you read the art of war if they're like you know they're just they want to reference something from it it's fine to say yes you don't have to be like well no but i listened to the audiobook like that's silly yeah 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 you read it but if you're like having a conver- like an in-depth conversation with somebody, mm-hmm. I feel like it's weird to continue the conversation and not mention that you, you listen to mm-hmm. that you listen to it. So I feel like it'd be weird to continue on and keep acting yeah. like you read it. I feel like at one point in the conversation, if you if it continued, it would make sense to be like, oh yeah, I actually listened to the audio version of it. And it's not anything to be like ashamed of. It's not better or worse. Yeah. I mean, I do think there are things about actually physically reading that are good for you. And so yes. I don't think that they're equal, like no. exactly the same. No, the, But it's not like it's morally mm. superior, Yeah, you know, to have read every book. Yeah, I think there's more pros of actually reading the book mm-hmm. than listening to it. But there's also pros to listening too. Yeah. That's also another skill. So it's true. That's what I think. I think that it's just based on the context, but if you're trying to like hide it, like and pretend <laughs> that you read it and not disclose that you listened to the yeah. audiobook, then I think that's a little weird. Gotcha. Anyway, go on. So my fourth book, audiobook, is Animal Farm. And somehow I haven't, I dodged the Animal Farm book while I was in high school. Yeah, it's me one too. of those books where like you either read it in high school or you didn't. <laughs> right. I did not <laughs> either. But um, I've heard about that book along with like Lord of the Flies and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm like, 
I've never really heard about like the the plot or anything. So yeah. I was like, okay, here's another book, an audiobook that's about like I don't forgot like three hours or something like that. <laughs> so I'm like, cool. Ah, this book, man, um, it is interesting. So how would I just how I described it to you was the animals come to life, right? I mean, they they talk. It's kind of like Babe. Mm-hmm. The movie, right? Babe 2, Lost in the City. Um, <laughs> they, so the animals talk, right? And they're like, we're going to take over um, the the farm. Mm-hmm. Like, we're done with the, the farmer, these humans. They suck. Like, animals, we're going to, like, rule uh, one farm at a time, right? So it's all about the that one farm, and they, they change the name of the farm, the, and they they call it Animal Farm. And they, oh, they, they come... Sense. Yeah, and then they have like a, a maybe seven commandments, and they're all about like we're not going to um, kill one another animal. Mm-hmm. We're not going to live in the farmhouse. We're not gonna, we're not going to do human things, and so um, so that's it, right? So it's all, and then in in the story, the animals, the the pigs are the smartest animals from from the the farm animals Mm -hmm. so they're the ones that are leading right they have kind of the little like committee and they (laughs) talk amongst other animals and stuff and um so the the main like leader um the pig um i think his name is snowball he snowball um, yeah so he's a good uh a good leader right Mm -hmm. and then maybe um a quarter through the book, um, he uh, is forced out of the the farm by these like um, hound dogs that that chase him out of the farm. Okay, and uh, turns out there's this pig that raised these dogs and oh. from from puppy years, and now they're old and and they're trained and now they're they're like henchmen right mm-hmm. so now this pig is like this corrupt evil leader <laughs> okay and so then what was his name again you told me oh i forgot i feel like it was like cornelius or something. cornelius something like that yeah yeah i can't remember but yeah i think this is based on like the in um england or something because they're like not comrades <laughs> rations and like um there's a song called beast of england and so yeah a song yeah they sing this like song like anthem and stuff okay uh, this corrupt pig he changes the commandments one by one mm. one by one towards the end right and so how i described it to you is that this book is all about like um castlighting every single animal to like the finest <laughs> like it it's so they change so the pig changes um the rules and they're like the animals learn to read and you know and, and a lot of stuff so they're like wait a minute i thought the commandment was like um we shall not sleep in the same bed where the farmer slept mm-hmm. and then the, the pig the evil pig right he's like no 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 actually read it again and this is this so mm. it's okay to do it. They're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And so he does that for every single stinking commandment. Dang. And so he's gaslighting every single animal, <laughs> and no one. And so throughout the whole book, you're like, oh, they're they're going to figure this out, and they're going to like 
say like no there's actually we remembered this how the commandments were and we're yeah. gonna uh dethrone the evil pig mm-hmm. that never happens okay yeah it, that never happens so towards the end um the the pigs so the the moral of the story is that the the pigs are slowly like you know becoming humans mm. they, what they the animals despised right the, from the beginning yeah they at the end how it ends um the pigs um are standing on their two legs and they're kind of they're looking slowly turning into uh, humans like their faces are like morphing into humans and that was kind of creepy i was like what the heck wow and that's how it ends and um and the story and so the more of it is that like the more of the the book is i don't know like sometimes you hate something so much that you i don't know eventually start becoming that thing that you hate yeah and like the power kind of like corrupts you yeah yeah like yeah. you were once a slave and now you're like have the power and now you just like act the enslaving same enslaving others yeah mm-hmm. and like the, it ends with the pigs holding whips and stuff oh wow yeah yeah it was crazy creepy um so i didn't like it because again i thought the pigs i mean the animals were gonna like take over and, and just get rid of the the evil leader yeah. and um no it was just all gaslighting through and through and dang there is no like positive end yeah i'm like this is stupid i mean there's a good uh a moral there there's a good like, a little you know theme there and message there but i didn't like it so what do you give it <sighs> um i would give it a six. Oh, okay i mean that's still ge- that sounds generous but yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's it's a good. It was a, it was a story. Yeah. Um, Did you say it was a story? It was a story. Like <laughs> I liked it. It was um, a book. So. Yeah, it has been a while since I've read a. Uh, well, besides the the the, the other one about the uh, grandpa and stuff, it's been a while since I read a fiction book. So, mm-hmm. but uh, this one was was okay. Okay. Yeah, six. I guess is fine. Yeah. Um, okay, so the last book that we both read, it was actually the same book. Yeah. And this book is a poetry book, a collection of poems, and it's written by a friend of mine. Shout out. Yeah, and um, this the book is called Hope Gives a Eulogy, and it is written by my friend Sierra, and it's all about, it's a collection of poems. You have to say, sorry, you have to say the whole name, Sierra V... Sierra V. Fedorko. Fedorko. What does the V mean? Like very, very Fedorko? Or no, it's their middle <laughs> initial. I know. I just don't know what the. <laughs> do you know what the V stands for? Oh my goodness! Yeah, but Victoria. It's not my story to tell. Oh. Um, I do. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway. So, the the poems are all about her journey of infertility, mm-hmm. and um. She gifted me this book when I was kind of like in the in some of the hardest days and months of infertility. And um, I, you know, to be completely honest, I only read a little bit of it at the time. Mm-hmm. And I kind of intended to read more of it. And then I kind of felt bad that like, oh, I hadn't read all of it. And I am so glad that I finally read the whole thing. And honestly, I think reading it now was also really great and very just healing 
and very, there was just so much that I could relate to and so much that I could see myself in. Um, and so I don't think that reading it now, like it was, you know, less of a experience. I think it would have, you know, if somebody's going through infertility and is in really the hard parts of it, I think it's a great book for then, but it was also really good for me now, like kind of looking back on the harder parts of the journey and being on the happy side now. Um, it was, it was really good. Um, I, I was just very amazed by her ability to capture so much of the emotions and just so much of the kind of roller coaster of emotions. Um, and it was very raw and like very vulnerable. And, um, she talks about how she, the whole, the whole kind of theme going through is that, you know, God brought healing into her life before he brought her a child and how, you know, having a baby was, was an incredible miracle that God brought to her, but he also brought, as she refers to it, spring, you know, like springtime life and fullness into her life um, just by who he is and just by his presence and that, um, you know, apart from giving her the thing that she wanted. Yeah. With that theme, there was just so much of being able to see the grief alongside hope and like sadness alongside joy. And it was very, it was just captured so, so well. And some of the poems that were, that were just describing the pain and, um, you know, the pain of hearing somebody else's news of being pregnant. I think those ones really resonated with me so much. Um, yeah. Yeah. Overall, it was just, it was so good. And, um, the parts sort of at the end where she did, where she talked about her son and just the, the blessing of God bringing her, her son, those were also just incredible, like for me to read. And it just kind of brought back the, again, just the realization of like what a miracle it is and what a miracle life is. And, um, yeah, it was so good. I liked it too. Uh, it was great. Um, my favorite poem, uh, piece was, um, towards kind of the beginning of the book. It was about, um, yeah, hearing someone else's um, pregnancy announcement. Mm-hmm. And it was um, very good, the way that she wrote it. And I was like, yeah, this is something that you have related with. And same with uh, with me, but more so you, just how you felt about these pregnancy announcements. Because um, there was a handful of announcements that you would see via, like, influencers, friends, mm-hmm. um family i believe so it's yeah it hit home and so um i really liked it i forgot i wish i could like know which one it was i could just read it too but um it was it was good and um short read 
Um, but yeah, short read in a way, but um, it, it took me a while to read through everything and like just kind of meditate on yeah. each piece. Right. And uh, so it took me a while to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there were a couple, a couple of times where I teared up. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it talks about just the kind of the different seasons of life. And then referring, like you said, uh, spring as like that, uh, the birth and um, mm-hmm. life and stuff. So um, I think it was really well told and written stuff. And, um, and you could kind of just see like that she was writing through her journey mm-hmm. and there was times of like yeah like i feel horrible mm-hmm. and this other day i feel great exactly yeah i uh, thought that was so well captured that like there were parts where it was you know like god had brought her this joy and this springtime and you know she could see these the joy kind of coming back into her life and then there was immense sadness again and yeah. it's like, it's not just this one day she woke up and then she was like, oh, actually, everything's fine. So the fact that she recorded that stuff um, is very, like, strong, brave, mm-hmm. uh, bold. Um, it, it's hard. I'm, I'm sure I can imagine just to write, write down this stuff as you're going through it. Like, it, it's hard enough, right? And so it's something that, 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 that was cool that she did that like for people like us for readers right yeah so um i really liked it and there's not a lot of people out there that speak through their pain and like mm-hmm. share like the the you know struggles of infertility and stuff and um and so for her to have done that to have like published it and everything was was cool so yeah it was it was a great read i give it a 10 out of 10 yeah same. And I think we should end with uh, with one of those poems. Oh, okay. Okay, so we're going to finish with these two poems from Hope Gives a Eulogy. And um, I feel like these two, these were two of my favorites, and they really kind of capture a lot of it. So the first one is called Announcement. Mm. Your announcement feels like my death sentence. Nine months to 25 years to life. This may be the end of me. And then the second one is called Honest. If I'm being honest, I hate it here. It's hollow, lonely, hard. But if I'm being honest, I need to fall apart. Live in questions, study hope. Be held, be here, be healed. See See you you next next time. time. So we were supposed to talk about the airport, my job and stuff, working there and everything. Um, so we'll do, we're going to do that next week. Mm-hmm. But if, if anyone's traveling between now and next Monday, here's a big tip. If you show up early to your airport and you say, hey, I'm going to check out, you know, I'm going to check in my luggage mm-hmm. and stuff. Do not. I repeat. I repeat to do not check in your luggage. Like, don't be one of the first people that checks in their luggage. Why? I'll explain that next week. But but how do you control that? 
if you know your flight leaves at like say 6 p.m mm-hmm. and you arrive like at 4 p.m like it's it's hard if you want to be there on time obviously mm-hmm. but i'm saying like the first people that check in their luggage there's some there's two cons to it okay yeah and i i, I the, think i know i worked behind the scenes in, uh, at the ramp where i would deal with the luggage and again i'll explain why but um just as a little tip <laughs> little teaser yeah so okay. it, it does pay it does pay to to show up late or i mean not like super late where you miss your flight but <laughs> it, it pays uh to those people that are that 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 are not always on time interesting this is the one thing you're like oh cool i'm glad i'm not one of the first people because of this one thing okay so that's it travel safe <laughs> <laughs>